0: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Ooh. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, you know everybody sees what what he does on on Sundays, obviously, and and how dynamic of a player he is. But man, I, I couldn't be more thankful for the teammate that he is. You know, day in and day out, man, he, he's always the one that's coming in the room, dapping up everybody, smiling. Uh, having fun and and he's there to work. You know, when he's on that field, it, it's go time. Uh so he's he's been able to push me and, and teach me some things. Uh there's a lot of things about his game that, that I'm trying to pick up and, and and apply to my game. Um and and vice versa. You know, I've always been an open book to him since day one. There it is. Adam Thielen talking about CJ Ham mm-hmm. on the Pat McAfee show. Johnny Munt actually. Hey talking don't sleep Johnny on Munt. Johnny Munt. Yeah. You heard it here first. Score north I just saw more quotes from Johnny Munt. I Johnny Mont talked to somebody in the media. Not yeah. Judd, yeah. don't yeah. sleep on Johnny Mont. That's what I. Judged, I think I can catch a bunch of passes this season. Yep. Johnny so Munt if, I, if I set the over under on, I think he's had ten catches in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. Johnny Mont. That is. Mm-hmm. If I set the over under at sixteen and a half catches for Johnny Mont this season. Are going down. over or under? So he's like got, a, a, basically a catch a game. Oh uh, I don't know about that.
1: Ah. I think we might see some early Munt and then as things progress, oh, okay. some less Munt. So I, I don't know if <laughs> I'd go as high as that.
0: Okay. Just saying. Well, uh, we'll see if Caesars sets an official over-under on Johnny Munt. Or maybe, uh, maybe Underdog can set an over-under. We'll talk about them later. But this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And the show is presented by our friends at Shirley Brewing Company and at TCL. And no matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And they offer more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances, TCL, bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Boys, we have a disconnect that we need to talk about here. And okay. the disconnect is what's some of the objective analytical platforms like the PFFs of the world, Vegas sports books, what they see the Vikings doing in 2022 versus what the Vikings themselves and a lot of Vikings fans think the Vikings are going to do in 2022. Before I get to some of the data here, do you sense that? This, we've, we've done some over-unders, and you'll see some win projections here and there. Do you guys sense that disconnect that you know the the outsiders or the sports books or whatever think eh, it's like they're kind of like a 500 team but the Vikings and what they're planning on doing and what a lot of fans think they're going to do is something far beyond the 8 or 9 wins that you know maybe they're being projected at
1: the most interesting part to me of the disconnect that you're talking about which I agree completely exists is this forget us forget the fans it's Vegas against the team. Like that to me is cuz it's not like the Vikings are like, well, you know we're, we're we're rebuilding a bit and fans are like, no, it's still great, right? Cuz I mean that, you know, fans are like that and that's great, that's fine. But I think it's interesting that the disconnect is the Vikings saying we think that we're good enough and the head coach was bad enough that we're going to jettison him keep a lot of the infrastructure that existed in 2021 and with a new coach and GM, we're going to win. And Vegas is like, no, you're really not. So that's where I find that there's a really interesting push and a pull here between the people that set the win totals and the actual team.
0: So let's go through some of these here. I just I spent some time over the weekend stockpiling, you know, what are the various sports books saying? You know, what's the most optimistic projection I can find? What's the the lowest projection? Well, let's start with actually some power rankings here. Pro Football Focus has the Vikings 22nd in their summer power rankings. Mm -hmm. And the write-up says the Vikings have won between 7 and 10 games for the last four seasons, prompting ownership to make a change and hire a new GM and coach. The moves this offseason have been all about maintaining the course, though, which leaves the team stuck in some narrow band of outcomes, uh, the same narrow band of outcomes as before. Unless Kevin O'Connell does a fantastic job as head coach in year one, or Kirk Cousins has an equally inspired season at quarterback, this team likely wins between 7 and 10 games again. Uh ESPN's FPI is the most, in terms of analytical projections or over-unders, ESPN's FPI is the most optimistic I can find. They have the Vikings at 9.2 wins on average through their simulations. Bovada and DraftKings both have the Vikings over-unders set at 9 wins. Uh Mm-hmm. NFL.com's Cynthia Freeland, who's their analytics guru, has the Vikings at 8.9 wins. ESPN's analytics guru, Mike Clay, has the Vikings at 8.8 wins. And then Bet365, Caesars, and MGM all have the Vikings over-under listed at 8.5 wins. So it's it's it, whether it's analytics websites or whether it's Vegas sportsbooks that are definitely using analytics to power their numbers, 9.2 at the top. at the bottom. Now, I will say the good news is, and we can dive more into this in the episode, last year seven teams overachieved the consensus sportsbook over-under win total before the season by two games or more. The Packers were at 11 wins. They won 13. The Bengals were listed at 6.5, and they won 10 and went to the Super Bowl. The Cardinals, Cowboys, Titans, Raiders, and Eagles were all in the sort of well. The Eagles were at six and a half; they won nine. The other teams were all between like seven and nine, and they won at least ten. Mm-hmm. So there's seven examples last year of teams overachieving their projected you know over under by at least two games. So at least the Vikings can look at those teams and say, "All right, well that's that's the hope that we have going forward."
1: So I think the projection here is in- intriguing because I think the projection that that these books and and uh, sites have for the Viking win total, I think it's pretty much on par or close to to what they had back in 2021 this time as well, right? So, like, it, it hasn't changed a lot. Um, I think the discussion on this one is really, really interesting. Because what the Vikings apologists and what the Vikings will probably say is this. With a group of players that we are largely bringing back with – better coaching and better schemes. We lost a ton of close games. Like we were, and and we can point to exactly why we melted down at awful times. We missed a kick against the Cardinals. Um, I think that's what the Vikings and the fan base will say. And they're not entirely wrong, but I think the question becomes this, because this is a league filled with close games. Like that's what this league is built on the parody of close games. And I think the, I think the question is this one. Can that simply be reversed, or did you lose games that might have been heartbreaking to lose, but you were still meant to lose those games? And, like, to me, that's where the answer lies. I don't know, but I but I know what both sides would, would say, and I do know this, to their credit, um, the sportsbooks, for the most part, nailed the 2021 Vikings very closely with a team that personally I thought would be not far superior, but better than what they were projecting at the time by like a win or two, I think.
0: Yeah. Well Vegas is actually in the in the Mike Zimmer Kirk Cousins era, which was the last four years of, of Zimmer's tenure. Vegas had I'll just go through it here. And this this is kind of a they're all kind of within like a, a half win. Some of the sports books had the Vikings at nine, some had them at eight and a half, but generally they're all I'm pulling consensus here. Sure. So last year, the Sportsbooks had Vegas, had the Vikings at 8.5 wins before the season. They won 8. 2020, Sportsbooks had the Vikings on 9.5. They won 7. So they underachieved both those seasons. Uh-huh. 2019, they overachieved a little bit. The, you know, sportsbooks had the Vikings on 9 wins. They won 10. 2018, coming off the NFC Championship game, Sportsbooks had the Vikings on 10 wins. Off of a 13-win season, they wound up underachieving with 8. So in three of the four seasons with... Kirk Cousins. The Vikings have underachieved their preseason Vegas over under and the one year they overachieved was by one game in 2019. Let's go back to your point about close games. Cause I think you're onto something here. There are so many close games in the NFL and you know, you, you sit here and lament. Oh, but if, if you hadn't lost these four close games, well, you also won these five close games over here. Like you're just, you're in going to be in close games. The Vikings were in more close games than, than usual. So, You know, part of the goal this season should be if there's situations where you can throttle down offensively and make a you know make a ten point game, a twenty point game, or something that you should be more aggressive. And I get that, but I think it's fair to say Mike Zimmer wasn't exactly the best late game chess master coach. He was more of a defensive schemer, right? Right. And even like his defensive scheming late in games and late in halves took a nosedive the last couple seasons. But they also have a quarterback who's great when things are scripted, first read, and clean, but gets statistically worse when the game gets muddy and when things get improvisational and when defenses get pressure on him. Yep. Well, what happens late in games? What happens in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter when you're down by eight and you need to go down the field and score and then get a two-point right? There's so many scenarios where, however the game played out, whoever's fault it was, You've got the ball and a chance to close a game or you've got the ball with a chance to tie or put your team in front. But the opposing team knows you're going to pass. And so they're going to get more pressure on you because they know you're going to pass. And Kirk Cousins is not as good in those situations. So what can Kevin O'Connell do better in some of those close game situations to put Kirk in a better spot? Can the offensive line be better? Right, right. But I, but I'm with you. I don't I don't look at those close games and say, oh man, they're just super unlucky. Okay, missing a 37 year field goal against Arizona, you could say it's unlucky. You could also say it's Vikings football, right? <laughs> in our lives, right? But it. Is, but yeah, like Kirk needs to be better in some of those situations, and maybe Kevin O'Connell can help get him there.
1: Right. And I, I think like that Cardinals game is a perfect game as um, a talking point for this too, because I think if you go back and watch that that game, and, and you know. We have certainly discussed this. There was an opportunity for the Vikings to take a pretty good-sized lead. So, like, it doesn't come down to that kick if your defense mm-hmm. holds. So, I think beyond beyond uh, Kirk and late-game uh, potential comebacks or wins, I think the question, too, is can coaching get you to a point where you can more consistently build up a cushion when you should? Because the 2021 Vikings did not. Like, those scripted plays would run great, right? The first series or two would be like, oh, look, at a big game today. And it would then come apart. So I think the question isn't can Kirk bring teams back? That will become an issue at some point for sure. But the bigger question to me is a Cardinals game or a Browns game. Can you start hot and stay hot? And now you're up by 14. Okay, that changes things. And and that's where I think the Vikings are banking on O'Connell uh to potentially work his magic, but that's where we also need to find out in game, is Kevin O'Connell going to be as good as the Vikings hope and think.
0: Yes. And that's and that now you're kind of getting even further down the path of like why is there a disconnect? Well, you're gonna lean optimistic if you're the team and your fans, you're gonna you're gonna lean into the best version of Kevin O'Connell. Well, but that might not be reality. He's a first year coach. So just to just to back up one more point of data here that's really interesting to me. Of the 32 teams that had over under set, eighteen of the thirty two at the end of the season fell within a game and a half. I'm using MGM here just as a comparison. So I looked at Bet MGM's preseason over unders for last year. 18 out of the 32 teams were either spot-on or within a game and a half of MGM's preseason over-under. Wow. That's, That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's remarkable. The Bills had 11 wins uh, for their over-under preseason. They finished the season with 11 wins. The Chiefs, 12 and a half preseason. They finished with 12. The Niners, 10 wins preseason. They finished with exactly 10, and there's, there's more here. Mm-hmm. So 18 out of 32 teams Came within a game and a half of MGM's preseason over under. Now, remember, the Vikings' over under right now, uh, and we'll use MGM again, is eight and a half. So the odds are they're going to be somewhere between seven and 10, just like PFF said in their preseason summer power rankings. Now, why the discount? Let's go back down the path that you were just going down. First year coach Kevin O'Connell. We look at it with Vikings glasses on, you know, not necessarily you and I. I think we try to take more of a sort of a a step back unemotional approach when we can. (laughs) Yeah. Not always going to be that way. Fair. But we look at Kevin O'Connell and see, oh, he's all the things that Mike Zimmer wasn't. And he's a modern offensive minded coach. And if he can even be like diet Sean McVay and he's a better communicator and the team is buying in and we look at all these things that he is and hope that he can be. And I'm optimistic about Kevin O'Connell. But the reality is, not many first-year coaches just step in and boom, take you know an underachieving seven or eight-win team and blast them off into twelve, thirteen-win, you know, deep in the playoffs status. So to me, this is the biggest thing. We are envisioning the best version of Kevin O'Connell, but in reality, everything is a theory until he proves that he can actually do it with the headset on on Sundays, right?
1: Absolutely, and the thing too that that I, I think. Is so potentially juicy about this is cousins and cousins play and, and look you know what Kirk Tober could take place probably will right but like you can't say okay it's on now for sure until you you see that go into November December and so like there's a th- this season for the Vikings to me is one of the most interesting ones that I can recall because the way that this is now set up. We have in some ways no idea. And like it could be great. It could they could take off. Probably not in my opinion, but that's fine. But they could. Um but when you think about how how basically the people who run this team said, really, the entire problem was the coaching staff. I don't think the people that set the over and unders like accept that, right? Like, I don't think that they're like, well, the Wolves think it was all on Zimmer, and so we're going to give them two more wins. Um, but that is essentially what this team is based on, which is it was so miscoached that we think that by bringing back a lot of the personnel, which we still think is good, that we can basically pivot from eight wins to, I don't know, 12 yeah. wins.
0: Well, and, and another... One of the biggest things that if you're just zooming out to 30,000 feet and you're, and you're a Vegas sports book and there's all sorts of granular analytics you can look at. But if you just look from 30,000 feet, you say, all right, over the last 15 or 16 years of Wilf ownership. And then as you narrow into the last 10 years of Kirk Cousins in the NFL as a, as a starting quarterback, Mm -hmm. all of it is 500. The Wilfs going back to 2005. The average win total is like eight point three wins per season, which is way better than the Jets and the Lions and some of these other franchises. You know the, the Browns before a couple years ago, mm-hmm. always competitive, but they're very, very consistently. Once in a while, you'll see a little thirteen wins here, you know, two thousand seventeen, or a little, little Brett Favre twelve win season there, or maybe a, a Leslie Frazier three and thirteen. But for the most part, they're seven, eight, nine, ten wins. That's what that's what they've been under the Wilfs. An average of, I think, 8.3 wins per season. And then Kirk Cousins, his entire career has been a gravitational pull toward 500. So when you take a quarterback, he's exactly 500 in his career as a quarterback. and you take a quarterback with that much track record on 500 teams and an ownership group with that much track record with 500 teams, it's very easy to set. And then, But then you can look and say, but this team has some interesting pieces. They got Justin Jefferson. So let's take gravitational pull toward 500 and bump it up a half tick to 8.5 or 9, right? Nine would be above 500, eight would be below with the 17-game schedule. Right, That's another disconnect. We look and say, well, these are all the things that could go right with this team. If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, and then Vegas says, yeah, but over 15 years, it's the epitome of a 500 franchise, and Kirk Cousins is the epitome of a 500 quarterback, and so we're pretty safe setting the over-under at 500, eight and a half, right in the middle.
1: Exactly, which is why my initial inclination when they fired Rick and Mike was that they should – Peel it back a bit more personnel-wise, because like the timing seemed right. Like the Bears, I think are going to be terrible, but they're going to be terrible on purpose to build this thing back up. The Vikings are saying you're wrong, we're good. Our coaching staff stunk, um, which is a large step. Like Mike was not good. Clint was was definitely in over his head as the OC. But all of that being said. It's interesting when a team says, our players are still really good, our coaching staff was, was awful, and the change in the coaching staff and the schemes both are going to be dramatic on offense and defense are going to fix it. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I think that there's a, there's a third category here of, okay, why the disconnect? Why do Vikings fans and the Vikings think that there's something much bigger than eight or nine wins ready to pop, but the over-unders don't suggest that. Age and injury questions. These are things that you always go into a season just thinking, all right, Daniel Hunter's back, so you got him back for 17. And Zadarius Smith is back, You're right? and he's going to be back for 17 or at least 15. Huh? And, uh, you know, I get that Patrick Peterson and Eric Kendricks and uh, Jordan Hicks and Harrison Smith, these guys on defense, are all over the age of 30, but that's okay. They still have another year left. Well, what's the likelihood of all six of those things being true? The two but injured hard. defensive ends I mentioned, yeah, and the four aging players over thirty—that they're all just, yeah, they're all going to have big seasons and be healthy. Like, and then the rookie class, yeah, but Lewis Seen's going to step in, yeah. and like we—that's how we look at it, right? Lewis Scene's going to step in, yes. and these other guys are going to jump in, and yes, you know what were we saying about the two thousand twenty-one class? Oh, this is great. Wyatt Davis is going to step in, and he's going to be the starting right guard, and that problem's going to be fixed, and, right? You know, it's um. Or three years ago, oh, finally got a franchise center in Garrett Bradbury. Like we think best case scenario for the draft picks. We think best case scenario for the age cliff and for injured players coming back. Yep. And Vegas says, that's not reality. Well, That's not what happens year in and year out with teams in the NFL.
1: Because the one thing that we don't discuss, because it's not fun, but it happens in every pro sport is this. What happens and who steps up when adversity hits? That to yep. me is the most important thing guys get get hurt. Guess what? There's going to be a couple of guys, the odds say, that are going to have off the field problems, okay? How does Kevin O'Connell, Kwesi, and to a certain point, I'm going to loop him in as well, Kirk Cousins, because he's going to be he is the quarterback of this team. How do they handle it when all hell breaks loose? Cuz that's the most important thing. Um I think the most frequent adversity that hits teams is this. When you have the ball with 150 left and you're at your own 10, how do you process that? Do you say no problem? Cause like, that's the, the mental toughness in pro sports to me is so important. And that's where, that's where great coaches and quarterbacks are built. Like, because you know what? Right now it's all gravy, man. It's springtime. You're about to start your mini camp. Everyone's going to be on the field. Thielen's happy. JJ happy. Kirk happy, right? But that's not the reality of this sport. This sport sucks. It's football. You literally are taking your life in your hand every time that you play. And so the question becomes, when it goes wrong, and it's going to, when it goes wrong, do you shrink or rise to the moment? And that, to me, is the difference between... Well, that was disappointing or, oh, my God, that's impressive.
0: And when you're playing fantasy sports on underdog, do you shrink after a couple whiffed over-unders or do you rise
1: to the moment? Declan, to the moment. I rose. I rose to the moment yesterday. Those special, those special over unders that they give you, a little Steph Curry action. They, they, they entice you a little you bit, right? You trolled us. I did. I hope well, I was trying to help you guys. I thought I was Who's, hoping you capitalize on the moment from our friends at Underdog. We said an over under at zero point five three pointers <laughs> for Steph Curry. They're giving you. They're giving you a pick 'em right there, baby.
0: It's amazing. Right. They'll also give you a hundred dollars <laughs> in bonus cash if you sign up with the promo code SCORE S K O R. You can help us out when you do that as well. This is the. The most fun and best way, and easiest way to get a sweat on games with over/unders, you can do, uh, you can do individual like game drafts if you just want to draft a team of players for you know a finals game or whatever, or a season-long football draft. It's all super easy. It's so easy. Judd can do it on UnderdogFantasy.com and the Underdog Fantasy app. And sometimes Judd is picking his underdog squad for the night and sipping on a cup of. Folly coffee? That's exactly right. In fact,
1: hold on a second, because ah, that's right. From my Folly coffee cup, look, look, it. if you like coffee like I do, because I love two things, right? I love beer and coffee. Folly, and it,
0: chewing bubblegum.
1: No, no, I hate bubble chewing bubblegum. Bubblegum's gum. Bubble gross. It is a local company with the simple mission of providing you the best coffee available, named the Minnesota Online Coffee uh, the best in the state. a corporate vision magazine, fully customizable coffee subscription to match how much coffee you drink and your favorite flavors. Go to follycoffee.com. That's F-O-L-L-Y.com. Use the code word SCORE, as Phil just said, S-K-O-R. Check out for 10% off your first initial order and enjoy the world of subscription coffee, which will have the coffee at your doorstep so you don't have to worry about running low.
0: Love it. Love it. Um, before we get to what people are saying about the Minnesota Vikings, I, I there's probably some people wondering, well, wait a second. What what if everything does go right? We did an episode last week, best case scenario for the Minnesota Vikings. I had them on, tw- if everything starts to go you know, health-wise, everything goes right. I got them on 12. I think we all had them on 12, didn't we? I think I had them on 12. It 12 like, and 5? Correct, yep.
1: If With goes potential right. pretty to, sure to that win we a both couple playoff 12. games? Yes. Yep.
0: Yes but i actually think that the second year of kevin o'connell and kirk cousins you know again assuming things continue on a good trajectory i think the second year has a chance to be more potent than the first year because you're installing everything you're learning everything mm-hmm. new coach trying to figure out how to wear a headset and communicate with people and call the game call plays for the first time um so i'd like i'm curious to see how this ramps up over a over a two year period but if you want our best case scenario conversation You can find it on one of the episodes from last week. All right, boys, what are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Sprinkle this in a few days a week on the show. And I found this from, I don't know if this was like a Sports Illustrated exclusive or if these quotes were from a group session, but it's from last week's OTA session. And Justin Jefferson commented on the difference between last year's offense and this year's offense. Were you there for this, or was this a USA Today? I think it was an exclusive. Sorry, USA Today is the— I think okay. it
1: was an exclusive.
0: I did not hear this. I did, did not see him talk last week. Okay. So I'm going to read you some quotes here. This is very interesting. Mm-hmm. We had an old-style offense last year, Justin Jefferson told USA Today Sports. It's 2022, he said. You get into a new age and move into a new generation. Adding new things to the offense definitely allows us to be more comfortable with the offense and work in different areas of the field. The article continues. To Kevin O'Connell, that new generation needs weekly game plans to respond to vastly different defensive structures. That response including identical personnel groupings that execute divergently to confuse and thus slow defenders. O'Connell will radio two choice canned plays to Cousins, who's responsible at the line of scrimmage for choosing which look better aligns with the defensive read. Quote from O'Connell. Yeah, that's right. A lot of trust in the quarterback. And O'Connell says, quote, for so long the game kind of became this condensed game where everybody was building things, the marriage of the run and the pass. But at times kind of move forward, I think spreading the field out and not playing the game in a phone booth has been the productive thing for some offenses. The Vikings will incorporate pre-snap deception and off-script tempo changes. Football. Already emphasizing cadence in OTA meeting rooms and on the field, Jefferson said it'll be very much less predictable. End quote. Mm-hmm. I love it. What do you think? That's interesting. Guy? That
1: is very intriguing. Now, I've seen o- O'Connell um, on a walkie-talkie talking into Kirk's ear during practices. I didn't know until now that, that there were actually going to be um two plays and he could call the play that he thought fit the defensive look that the Vikings see. Uh I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. And and look, do I think Justin Jefferson is going to thrive? Absolutely. Thielen in his role? Probably too. Dalvin, yes. Um Irv Smith Jr., potentially can't wait to see this with Kirk. Like, I can't wait. This is going to answer our questions, right? Like, this is this is going to, for once and for all, this is going to answer the question, um, but it's absolutely necessary that O'Connell do this. I'm curious if halfway through the year we'll still be doing this, or if he'll try and do a little bit more of what McVeigh did for Jared Goff, which is I see things clear. I'm just basically going to tell him what play to run. That doesn't mean that the play is not um, full of of different opportunities, but yeah, I think this is going to be this again is comes back to this season. To me is so intriguing because of all of these things that are going to be worked in and basically are going to challenge Kirk to be the best Kirk that he can possibly be.
0: There's so much more in this article too. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull another snippet here because there's there's some stuff in here about how what, what's he gonna pull from the McVay Rams system and Jared Goff was mentioned in here. The the just real quick on the Goff thing because you brought it up. Mm-hmm. That is Sean McVeigh. I know that Sean McVeigh just won a, a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford, and this like last year was the pinnacle moment of Sean McVeigh's career. I would argue that the best paint job that he has put together was taking Jared Goff to near MVP levels and a Super Bowl against the Patriots. Now that we've seen what Goff looks like outside of that Rams ecosystem with right. the Lions, I mean, he's just absolutely hapless, right? He's not a long-term <laughs> starting quarterback. And Sean McVay was able to drive that car to a freaking Super Bowl, and they had, it was a really ugly game, wasn't it? Like 10 to 7 or the 14. The Patriots game was one of the worst game.
1: Super Bowls in recent memory. No, it was bad. But they were like, it was Piece a one-score
0: game. They were in it yeah. toward the end. They just needed something, like a field goal or something. And so if you're Kevin O'Connell, you've been given a much better quarterback to work with than Jared Goff. Oh, so yeah. if if you, it, I mean how much can you trick this thing up to get the most out of a better quarterback and that should give everyone hope. Now Cousins has limitations and we talk about them shockingly a lot on this show. But McVay was given far less to work with when he took that job 5 6 years ago than Kevin O'Connell has been given with Kirk Cousins.
1: Yes, and Kirk in uh back to to my point about if things might be changed eventually play calling wise. I'm not talking about from a physical ability because Kirk has that. I'm talking about how much can you load Kirk up mentally with? Cause that's my question. Like, I don't think we've ever had a conversation on this show about the shortcomings of cousins as a passing QB. Like we've t- talked about, he can't run, which is fine. There's a ton of guys that can't run great. But like I don't think we've ever said that he, because I mean he has the God given ability and arm, of of a top ten for sure.
0: Kind of he 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 has mastered one sort of he's mastered the same throw.
1: Yeah, but if he could not, turn he, he, the mechanism loose, that's been my thing. The mechanism. I think it so often comes down to his mental wiring, and, and can O'Connell take Kirk mentally? To the same place or close to where McVeigh took Stafford because Stafford has a, I don't give an F gene that Kirk does not have that can be both good and bad.
0: Don't you think there's a, there's a charisma there too, that I think Sure, there's so many things here. Like Stafford has a charisma that I think brings people together on a team more than Kirk does. How much does that matter? Is sure. there, are there other people that can fill in for that? Uh, there's a, there's a couple really good anecdotes here about the offense. I want to get into as well. But first, A lot of people commenting on how great Judd looks these days. He's been keeping the weight off for several months so far in Mm -hmm. 2022.
1: And that's thanks, of course, to my friends at at Livia Weight Control Centers. In fact, I'd like to introduce you now to their new simple start plan. Only fifty nine dollars. That's right. Fifty nine dollars to lose all of that weight uh, and basically fit into all of those clothes 855, go L-I-V-E-A, L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Again, 59 bucks and here is the best part. You, you can go in if you're in town here or do it virtually. That's right. So if you are a, a PD viewer or fan, and we certainly appreciate that, in let's say Iowa or, I don't know, Florida, L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. 855, go Livia.
0: And the good news is, you don't. Know, people might think, "Oh man, so what? Are you, are you on the Tom Brady lifestyle? <laughs> you just, you're just eating kale, kale. and drinking love seltzer the, water all day." Love the kale. No, definitely still mixing some kale, but you yeah. drink beer still. I do indeed. Even- and,
1: and let me tell you, let me tell you, this this weekend with my friends from Surly Brewing, it was gentlemen a logic bomb weekend. And oh, yeah. I suggest, I suggest, and yes, I am a furious guy. I will never stray too far. It's a fantastic beer. But, you know, it's getting to be summer. It's getting to be nice. And I figured I'm going to try something different. I mixed in the Logic Bomb and um, it's a go-to. It's a go-to beer now, Surly Brewing. And, of course, if you are going to go out and pick up some, then, as always, Show us your cans. I'm at J. Show us your cans. Zolgad on Twitter. We want to see your surly cans. And we appreciate all of you who every weekend show us what you're drinking.
0: So, God, there's, this, is a great, this is a great deep dive by USA Today last week here. Just talking to Kirk here, too. So, I'm going to read you another snippet here. What people are saying about the Vikings. Um... Working with McVay to retool the Rams offense from quarterback Jared Goff's strengths to Matthew Stafford's strengths was instrumental in Kevin O'Connell's philosophies. But he doesn't just draw on his, on his McVay lessons. O'Connell influenced also by coaching five prior seasons with other staffs and spending four more years in the league as a quarterback himself. His goal now? Derive principles and lessons from each of those stops while constantly catering his system toward his current roster's strengths. And the defensive trends, the players must thwart. Mm. Thwart. Thwart. Underrated word there. Thwart's a great word. Great word. Thwart. That's a great sports word, too. You thwart things. You know, Thwart somebody off. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Cousins commented in this article, quote, KOC has done a good job of saying, hey, back in 2017, that may have worked, but in 2022, in today's NFL, we got to change. They worked together, of course, in 2017 in Washington. What we run is going to be the two thousand twenty two Vikings and even that's a moving target and fluid situation <laughs> Vikings defenders say they're beginning to notice things about the offense Eric Hendricks who calls out the defense's assignments is aiming not to be fooled by pre snap miscues and then Patrick Peterson also comments on little sprinkles and and whatnot so and mouse game, so you know this is all all of this is sort of lip service for now but i like I like the idea that you got a coach here who has some interesting background with McVeigh, but also like he was he quarterbacked under Bill Belichick, and absolutely. Um, and I'm trying to think if uh, Josh McDaniels was there at the time, 08. But he's pulling from all these different, really interesting places, but isn't married to this is my system. Right, we run well, this system,
1: and and he's going to run a system that's going to fit his personnel. That's been my biggest gripe. It's like what. So you, you're you going to run an Good offense ball. that you believe is the best offense to run, but your personnel might not completely fit that. Or your quarterback. That makes no sense. O'Connell, I will say this, from what, what we have seen in just, what, three or four OTA practices thus far, um, I do think that he is going to be open to being incredibly flexible, and that in today's league, is so important.
0: Uh, Another interesting nugget from this article. So Kirk Cousins was asked, he's doing, he's like studying, not cue cards, he has some sort of like application that he uses. And in this article, he was asked about the new terminology. Mm -hmm. But Cousins doesn't use the word terminology. What word would you guess Kirk Cousins uses to describe the terminology or verbiage of the offense? Code words? Mm-mm.
1: What other words? Another great
0: underutilized word in the oh. English language. Oh, um, the definition is devising or choosing of names for things, especially in a science or other discipline. I don't know. Very. You um, another guess? Nomenclature. Oh, God. yeah, no, <laughs> dude, that's a word.
1: Yes, that is a yes. word, Declan. You've never, heard of, never n- heard of nomenclature? I would never have. No. In Declan's defense, not in a million years would I have picked that out. That's nomin. great. I'm glad. The assigning of
0: names. I'm on Merriam-Webster Dictionary website. No. By the way, Merriam-Webster has been around since 1828. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how big of a pain in the ass it would have been to make dictionaries back in 1828? Handwriting writing all And then those go words. sell
1: them door-to-door. Door. The God, yeah. That, that's you what you have to do to like, write. hey, you want to buy a dictionary? <laughs> yeah, buzz off. <laughs>
0: Uh, nomenclature, the act or process or an insistence of naming a system or set of terms or symbols, especially in a particular science discipline or art. All right. So there you go. Nomenclature by Kirk Cousins. You You know, federated insurance has their own nomenclature. Well, they have, they have their own, I guess, set of principles Mm. and pillars is probably the best way. To explain it, they've been around for over a 100 years, helping businesses maximizing their level of success through these four cornerstones, equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. You can find out more about how Federated can help your business through risk management tools and resources at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right. That's what people are saying about the Minnesota Vikings here on this Monday. That's good stuff. That's really. Yeah, no, meat and Potatoes. What are you looking forward to at mandatory minicamp this week? You're going to be out there tomorrow and Wednesday. We'll talk about it on the show the next couple of days. Yep. And so it, it's,
1: it is uh, technically th- three days, but the Vikings already have announced they're going to
0: take Thursday for a team building
1: exercise. So it's going to be two days on the field. I just want to see the continued installation of this offense, because once they're done on Wednesday, then they're done until training camp. Yeah, And, like, they're going to have to hope that guys, like, I don't know, take their playbooks with them and continue to study. So just the, the pivot to a football team that's going to be very 2022 after being probably like 2012 is going to be is going to me be the most intriguing thing that we see.
0: Yeah, I think uh I'm more intrigued to see what the team building is gonna be on day mm-hmm. three. Is it gonna paint be ball? bowling? Are they gonna go paint golfing? Pa- well, they, paintball would be fun. Yeah.
1: They went to a top golf last
0: week, right? Yeah, I think Didn't so. Didn't I see
1: something from a top yeah. golf with JJ and Thielen?
0: How about a, how about like a what do they call those rooms where you have to you go in and you have to like escape the room or something? Escape room. It's an escape room. Yeah. It's an escape room. I right? bet you
1: Quasi kind of has devised uh so, something well beyond like paintball. I bet you like, devised. Like, the,
0: like, like like the movie Saw or like I someone's going to lose their leg. Is it? I, I'm just saying, I all, bet you he's
1: not going to be a, a paintball guy. We should all write, and write that down on Wednesday. Guess what it is. I don't mind that. I like that. Like I don't no know how we can quantify it. Might, it might be tough to quantify that. that but,
0: yeah, my sources won't probably yeah, tell
1: But me. maybe, maybe. this, this is an idea. We'll I sort of like that. that idea. Yeah.
0: If it's bowling, I will lose 30% trust in Kevin O'Connell for being unoriginal. And lacking creativity. I don't think it's
1: going to be bowling. I don't think these guys will go bowling. I think it's going to be something new age that's going to require great trust.
0: Like what new age? Like what's a new age activity that? Well, bowling is something old that, that, did, that didn't exist. They just 10 went years golfing. Yeah,
1: just yeah. To
0: Top golf.
1: Yeah, they just went to Top Golf, yeah, they to so they're not going back to like a Top Golf.
0: Laser tag. That's been well, around for a while. Tag.
1: Yeah. Paintball. Uh, that thing's been around now. I think it's going to be something different i'm gonna do you know what i'm
0: going to spend some
1: time okay do some digging
0: <laughs> how about offensive lineman bungee jumping how strong are these cables wow. let's see wow. Brian O'Neil. wow that's not who's nice. gonna start only no. why don't you start o'neill ain't starting <laughs> yeah who's no going first?
1: uh-uh no ezra uh-uh drew
0: samia is he still on the that's roster ter- you're going you're first awful. guy we gotta go all right all right that's a wrap here on Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.